Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. In Audible on the eve of the SEC Championship game. Let's go right to the phones. To Friday edition, Basilio Show. Bino, are you present and accounted for, sir? I'm here, Tony. Absolutely outstanding. Brian Hartman, the geophysical day of the caller. Are you pumped? Yep. Let's get some calls in. 865-200-5402. Welcome in. You're on the Friday edition. Hello. Tony, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm pumped, too, just because I'm talking to you guys. Right on. So you got Brian and Bino with you? You got it. All right. Hey, Bino. Hey, Brian. How you doing, man? Doing fine. Hey, is W, w Lynn your brother? Uh, no, sir. Uh, Freddie's my brother. Freddie. Okay, Freddie. I know Freddie. One, of, one of the regulars were. Well, anyway, either way, I like most of those dudes anyway. Tony, uh, I got a big <laughs> shout-out for, for Bobby Majors, the former great volunteer. Yes, sir. BFA. I got the, the opportunity to talk to him on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if you've kept up with him. He he owns some kind of a vacuum cleaner company or something. Yep. So, uh... His business doesn't suck. <laughs> the great Bobby yeah. Majors. You bow your head and you say thy name. One of the great <laughs> punt returners in the history of college football being star. Never be forgotten by the living fan. I, I think he's one of the greatest volunteer players of all time, all time because he could do it all you better believe it but he's just a humble guy even though he all the accolades he got you know being an all-american and all sec you got that right anyway, i was just going to make a suggestion right. that he would come on your show one day and if, if you want me to i can give you get his, his number, number off the air get his number or text it to me you're the man brother i can't wait to talk to another member of the first family of Tennessee football, he he is he is just such a nice, humble guy. So uh, thank you, brother. He, he has no ego. I'll tell you that. No ego. You're the man. Thank you, brother. All right. Well, listen. Y'all have a great show. I will be listening. You're incredible, people. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I keep wondering if this baseball ticket price thing's going to come up because all lines are jammed. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in. It's the Babushka Lady. Hey, Babushka Lady, welcome in. <laughs> the math of conspiracies. It's, uh, you know, I've been down that JFK rabbit hole. I love doing that. I had to take a time out. Full moon fever. <laughs> the Babushka Lady. <laughs> yes. 
I've connected, you know, I feel like Mel Gibson in that movie. You ever seen that movie, Conspiracy Theory? I believe that's what it's called. And he's got all these conspiracies yep. going. It's Bino's life. <laughs> <laughs> they know I can see you with whiteboards and red yard. And I know you've made the connection from Michigan to Hunter's, what, Connor Stallions. The referee at the Alabama ball game that supposedly was real estate agent yep, yep. between the two. And the Babushka and lady. had a spy to UT game. You've got, I mean, you can make a, a connection. It's like six degrees of separation at Kevin Bacon. And you know what else, Peggy? I think somebody slipped our basketball team a Mickey the other night that wore off in the oh, second half. Tony. I think somebody, hey, Bino, I think somebody put something in the water Tony. the other night that didn't, oh, that didn't that wear off till the second half. Mm. There's another conspiracy for you, Peggy. Look, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I I was listening the other night. Well, I was going to say I have officially, you know, switched over to basketball. I'm yep. just, I'm officially. Official. I will watch them when they play in the ball game, but I'm yep. just through talking to see football for Make now. It official. I'm, just, I'm, I'm rattled. I'm done. With to you. every sport a season. Peggy, tell me this. Who do we cheer yeah. for tomorrow in that SEC championship game? I'm going to ask Peggy this. I'm going to ask the audience. I've tried to reason everything out, but yep. look, I'm still too old school, and my hate for Alabama is just so rabid, I, I can't bring myself. No matter what, I, I, I want to see Georgia 3P. Bino, and you, I think it, yeah. I got to ask Bino something, because Bino, you're kind of an old schooler, too. Do you want this 9-3 and three Alabama team? Under Satan yeah, Bino to that. to get a championship game, Beanstar. Do you want it? Do you cheer for Bama tomorrow? Uh, Tony, I'm cheering for Alabama tomorrow, but it's totally different reason. Chaos. That is a possibility that would make sure the SEC did not get a team. See, uh, we're all sick of the SEC. It's so funny. If you told people that from outside the area, Peggy, if I told you the SEC would not get a team in the deal. If Alabama won, wouldn't that be kind of funny to see Alabama win and then get locked out of it, Peggy? I'd love it. I'd love it. Yes. We're all sick of it. Because we're never involved in it. Who wants to look at me saving up again? I don't care under what circumstance. We're sick of Alabama and Georgia. I agree with Bino. I'm kind of labeling it. Look, if it was LSU or somebody, whatever, fine. I'd cheer for them. Yeah, I, I agree mean, with look, that. It's kind of inspirational in a way. I'll say this, but now I'll tell you, I found myself, you know, when at the early in the season when Joe and Milrow both were getting dogged, you know, this is for Milrow really started, you know, looking good. I found myself, uh, when they lost to uh, Texas, I actually, for the first time in my life, I was feeling sorry for Alabama player, and I said, girl, you're in trouble. <laughs> Peggy, you're the greatest. I love you. I appreciate you. One day, we're going to get on here and do a podcast and break it down scientifically well, with you. Well, I'm going to tell you something about the basketball real quick. I tell you, look, did, I never heard anybody mention it, but, you know, back right before the season started, the Scoby, he was had to leave because a real close family member, his grandmother, passed away. Do you all remember that? Absolutely, Peggy. So, look, I'm telling you, the pit, I'm telling you, I didn't hear anybody say nothing about it, but look, grief is a, 
a rough customer. And this could be like, this, I mean, you know, like a grandmother figure. And plus, he's up in a different country. I mean, I think that boy just needs to come and eat up here at Granny Peggy's and let me, you know, get him back on track. I'm going to set him straight. I'll tell him that. I'll get word to he him. He just needs some good beans and taters and he the granny, and he'll be good. That I'm sorry. That guy needs some vittles, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Peggy, back to the phones we go. Brian, what do you think of our audible here, the geophysical day of the caller? I-G-Y-C. I hope it's the uh, geophysical segment of Mike Huguenin. Next call. Welcome in. Brian's a caller hater. Hello and welcome into our next call. Peggy, I think you were great. The first two callers were awesome. Hello and welcome into our next call. How are you doing, Tony? Oh, boy. There's a moon out tonight. <laughs> What's up, Billy? Hello, Dino. Hi there, Titansville. And hello, Brian. Billy, you're going to have to get to it. I, I got Hugan coming up. What's on your alleged mind today? And I do mean alleged. Okay. I'm picking an upset. I'm going with Alabama over Georgia. Oh, boy, we agree. I'm going with Michigan over Iowa. And I think tonight I'm going with Washington. Are they playing Oregon State? Brian, is that game on ABC tonight? Yes. Is there uh, high school football yeah, on in our area? Are we going to be blocked out? The... Are we blocked out by high no, school? we won't be. Okay. No. Just checking no, for a won't. friend. Just checking for a friend. What yeah, about tomorrow? Yeah. Are we blocked out by high school football uh, tomorrow? No. All those games are on the ten the other station. Just checking for station. just checking for a friend. Yes. Dino, what did you think of the high school football blocking out the college football last week? Just out of, just out of curiosity in a major uh, a top one hundred market, you know. Uh, I thought that that was odd, Tony. Uh, uh, interesting. The only game that's going to be on uh, ABC. Uh, is on right now. It's Alcoa's game. Boom. The rest of them are on. Boom. Boom. Billy, I love your upsets. You didn't pick one in the pack. Oh, what'd you pick in the pack? Yeah, Washington. That's a huge upset. Oh. And I'm also picking my Titans over Bino's Colts. Uh, I don't want any attacks. Bino, you ought to pick your rear end with those picks because you got about no chance. Your pro play, your pro play has no chance of happening, Bill. Yes, it does. What? Yeah, I think Titans probably beat the Colts. How tomorrow. about that? How about that, race fans? Race fans? Race fans? They're going to protect this house. Oh gosh. Mike Keith was pumped last week. I'll say that. He was pumped to get a win. He was like, uh, on that pregame thing I saw on television, he was like, you know, protect this house. That, that's what they say there, isn't it? Yeah. I also have some case to Mike Keith. There's a guy that's an NFL announcer that will come down and announce a high school state finals. There you go. I, I I think that's wonderful. Absolutely, the man loves his sports. The guy's a Hall of Famer through and through. Amen to that. So you all have a good, safe weekend. Bill, love you. Thank you. How about that? So, so Bill gets through. Home. We're gonna get four in in this first segment. Hello and welcome in. 
well, you called my name, so I figured I was going to answer. You called for the back and call, so I thought I better call in and uh, answer. I give up. I don't remember saying your name, but go ahead. Talk to me. Oh, I said the gold brick's name? I don't remember that. No, uh, you just said something you just you just struck the nerve there on Oh, okay. Uh, you had me confu- you had me really concerned because look, we played music till Sorry. late late at night last night, the mill of mine, and then you had me uh we did a corporate party and then you had me like um really worried about my if my sleep deprivation was taking over again. Thank you. So I no. did not say no. your name. But you no, no. are listen. I'm gonna tell you. So Goldbrick yesterday, when they, when Tennessee sent an email or a text, out, they emailed all the season ticket email. holders and yeah. said, "Hey, look, you thought we really stuck it to you this year. You wait till 2025." And what they're doing is they're weeding all these people out for 2025 because they're gonna sell those things to big money when they get that full stadium done. And and what they've done is they've done it to everybody. They've quadrupled. <laughs> everybody's ticket joe you'll be glad to know that i have a couple of high rollers that they're yeah. asking ten to fifteen thousand dollars for for their tickets yeah. next year yeah. now these are people that funded the program when nobody was going That's and exactly they right. are putting it on the high rollers too not just the common schleps like me and you but the high rollers yeah. tell us about your deal so tickets were why well, i mean and that was one of my like main thoughts is I was like, if I'm getting just rubbed like this, like I don't even want to think about what the other people that are paying. You know, three and four times what we're paying. Oh, they're there. they're getting roasted. So everybody's <laughs> ticket, as far as I can ascertain, from three years ago has gone up seven times. Now I don't know yeah. if that's I don't know if if that's the cost of doing business. Here's my question for Danny White: You guys are charging all that. How are the fans going to fund? And NIL as well for these yeah. kids. Like, yeah. Danny, are you I mean, going to give money? Danny, are you going to give money to the NIL? I'm just asking for a friend. Like, how are we going to do this? When does this end? When do we quit pulling on the fans here? Just just asking for a friend. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. Tell us about your deal. So it started out where, and now where is it? Started out, the first year we got it, it was the year it was COVID. As soon as everybody was coming, coming out of that and everything like that. So... We got two tickets. We were down in the bleacher seats down there, which is fine. We had no problem with our seats down there, but they're three seventy-five for two of us. Both so three seventy-five for two tickets. For two tickets. Okay. Great deal. Like I mean, awesome honestly, deal. That's the best deal. Best deal you can get ever. Support, best deal much. ever. Right. Okay. <laughs> then. So like that's then fine. this season they were gonna they jump from three seventy-five three years later to um eleven eleven oh four. And that's for two tickets. That's for two tickets. So that's uh, triple the price, but still, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of doable. Twenty twenty five. Listen like to this, Pino. Twenty twenty five. Where'd they go to? From eleven hundred to what? A thousand dollars a seat. Pino, <laughs> he's up seven <laughs> times from COVID. <laughs> Somebody texted me and said, Tony, this is volflation. Danny White's got his own volflation scheme going. What do you think, Bino, of taking a fan base? Because that's basically what the high rollers are paying. They're paying seven times more for their seats. Uh, Bino, what do you think of volflation? Well, it's it's a shame that it's it's what happens when success comes and you start building and, and the – the people that were there from the start 
uh, get priced out. Uh, welcome to, I guess, big-time SEC baseball, which is about one step below Major League Baseball as far as that's concerned. And I will ask one more time. I'd like to see Danny White's tax statement. How much money is Danny putting in to the deal? How much money is he putting into the NIL? I'm just asking for a friend. You make $1.8 million or over two. Put some money. We want to see it. Put some money back. It's a fair question. You're going to ask the fans to do it? You do it. And the assistant coaches and the head coach and all these coaches. You all need to give. Annoying doing that to your fans, man. Come on now. I mean, it's fine. I'm sure there's plenty of people that are going to pay that, but like, I don't think it, that uh, that Tony's going to have that quote unquote hornet's nest that he thought he's going to have in there for a while because that's not going to happen with that case. Or it may because once you get eight thousand seats in there too, I mean, I don't know that they're going to. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just it's really it's just really frustrating all situation. And the the beautiful thing about what they did too was. The thing that really just put me over the edge and that made me just call them up yesterday and cancel was that they sent all that out on the day the payment was supposed to go out for your new tickets. So your payment comes out for your new tickets, and they're like, well, before, right as soon as you're paying for that, here's what you're going to pay next year. Wow. They could probably sent that out like a month or two later, and it probably wouldn't have struck a main chord with me as much as it did. The whole idea, like, the whole idea uh, is to get people to cancel. So they can get them in the hands of the high ro- of high well, yeah, rollers. That's the other thing. There that's was a whole no idea. Option. When I called them up, there wasn't a thing like, "Well, do you want to relocate? Do you want to do anything else? Is there anything else we can do?" They're just like, "Okay," <laughs> like basically. So yeah, like that. Just, it just worked like, on you. But, yeah, and, and you know, like uh, somebody sent me a, a, a email this morning with a screenshot, and this is what they've done. And you know, people trust me. I'm not going to publish any of that, but because it's your business. But at the same time. The, the point was brought up that Brian and I have talked about, which is there is no looky dumb. So for a good half yeah, of the season, exactly right. I'm sitting down there in frigid temperatures paying tremendous prices that are now overinflated. It's not a good value anymore. Right. No offense. To, I love Tony Valls. I'm for him, not against him. I support Tony Valls in the baseball program. But that's absurd to do that to your fans and to do it that quickly. But obviously that was part of their scheme, which was we'll make sure to weed out a bunch of people here during renewal time so we can, we'll have a year to chase down and, and, and generate as much revenue as we can with these seats. So that's what they're doing. It's really sad. Well, that's it's, really, it's a shame. But anyway, well, like the old power, Tower Power said, you struck the main vein, the main nerve there. So I had to call in and die. And, you had the and, uh, fires, my man. frustration just a little bit. So yep. I appreciate you giving me this spot. Thank you, brother. As uh, as Lenny Williams said out in front of Tower Power, there's only so much oil in the ground. And very soon there will be none left around. Because you can't change horses in the middle of the stream. Bean Star, uh, that's kind of sad, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is, Tony. It happens time after time. Um, when... When huge success comes, um, like I say, those were that that were there uh, while the building goes on are the one are the first ones generally that uh, that that get pushed out. Mikey Boyd to Huguenin on the other side. Our Friday date, 
And then Brian, Bino's boy is coming up in an hour or two. And who would that be, Brianie boy? Tyler Siski. Yes, Tyler Siski talking portal mania. A man on the inside of the deal who has his own service uh, and knows from whence he speaks. I want to talk to him about some of the crazy developments this week. Like a quarterback of Washington State has uh, 10 schools flashing a million dollars at him. But it's never enough on the fans. Just keep keep pummeling the fans. Hey, Danny, what, Danny, what, what are you giving? What are you giving to the collective? This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Greetings, it's Rick from Tillis Jewelry. With Christmas just around the corner, we are here to make your gift giving a breeze. Starting December 4th, we are extending our store hours to better serve you. Find us open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Whether you're after something timeless or trendy, Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia is your holiday gift giving headquarters. Make this season extra special by visiting us during our extended hours. Tillis Jewelry, where holiday magic happens. See you soon. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Pillar Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing great. We had just had a good holiday week, uh, but uh, I know you got some brand new sales coming out right now, so let's hear all about them. Oh yeah, this week we have chicken drumstick, family packs, 99 cents a pound, seedless white grapes, $1.69 a pound, that smart sugar, four pound bag, two for five, and six pack Coca-Cola products, three for 12. Oh, that's fantastic. Now these sales started on the 29th and they run through December 5th, is that correct? That is correct. All right, and again, you're open seven days a week right there at Foodland, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So if you guys are looking for some good food, some good deals, go check out the good folks at Foodland. Miles, thank you as always, and now you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. T to the B, back with ye. It's a Friday. It's kind of an inclement Friday. It's a, if you're north of the border, it's an inclement. And if you're here, it's Kristen Clement, but it's inclement. Or inclement. It's nasty, cold, nasty rain falling. But a man who warms it up every time he appears on the TLD Logistics Hotline, ladies and gentlemen, his name's Mike Huguenin. He served us incredibly well all year long. He's like one of Bino's favorites. If not, Bino, he, I think he's kind of your favorite, isn't he? Uh, my, Mike's been on here forever with us. That's, he's hard to talk. Yeah, and you guys kind of pop each other, make each other laugh every once in a while, and we're back from our Calhouns on the River appointment. Hughie, it is championship game weekend. Is tonight's game a main course or an appetizer? How do you see tonight's game? I think that it's sort of two main courses because obviously the Pac-12 game is going to determine a playoff participant. 
but there are still some some good stuff tomorrow. But I do think the Pac-12 game is the is the best one of the conference title games. Make no mistake. Oh, so you're saying tonight the game we're seeing tonight. I tell you what, I saw a crazy number today in one of the trades. That Michigan Ohio State game had 19 million viewers. I thought the transfer portal. Yeah. And all this stuff was going to kill college. Hughie, it's made it take off like a rocket ship. Yeah, the, oh, NIL's ruining college football. Oh, the transfer portal's ruining college football. And meanwhile, people are still watching, in, in, in some cases, record numbers. Um, I, I think college sports, it's, it, it's been proven more the last couple of years. You watch for the name on the front of the jersey, not the back. You care about your team not necessarily the individual player. And it, it, it is amazing to me the number of people who tell me, oh, I'm not going to follow college sports anymore because all these kids are transferring out of my favorite school. <laughs> Somebody else will watch anyway. So, and, you know, they, they, they never complain about coaches leaving or that kind of stuff, but it's always the play, you know, the players, the, the idea that players, who do they think they are looking for money and better opportunity? Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. But, um, I think the the game tonight's going to get good ratings. I think the games tomorrow are going to get good ratings, but obviously not Ohio State Michigan numbers because that was a basically a playoff game as well. Because nineteen Michigan million losing to Iowa. Can you imagine? I mean, a good audience for like some of these games is anything over four million is considered yeah. a signature signature game by television purposes when it comes to and very few sports can generate a four million crowd the N- N- nfl nba would die for that now the nfl i don't know how much longer they generate those types of uh crowds because people i talk to around the around nfl circle say boy the product is really bad right now so i think they ought to be careful College football is smoking hot on television in terms of the way the sport in the last couple of years has grown, and whether it's cause or effect, who knows. But I think it's that more and more conversation happens around college football, and this transfer portal era that we're getting ready to see is going to be crazy. But, Hughie, let's stay on the field. You, uh, What do you think happens tonight out west? Uh, I think Oregon wins. Um, shocked at the line. I think I, saw, I got a email this morning the line is now 10 uh it's gone up from oregon by seven and a half to oregon by 10 uh, i'm not sure that's all, all that logical but you know i understand how lines are made and i know washington beat oregon uh, in october that's i would argue that's the last complete game washington has played they haven't lost obviously but they haven't looked dominant um, in in any of those games after Oregon, really. And Oregon, on the other hand, is just pounding teams in the submission. And obviously also I think it's a gigantic Heisman moment for Michael Penix and Bo Nix. I think it's that? a two-man race, Nix and Jaden Daniels. But maybe Penix, you know, if Penix goes 30 of 36 with five touchdowns and throws for 365 and also runs one in, maybe he's back in the top two. But this it's it's... So so important on so many levels, but I do think Oregon wins. Jamie Chadwell, who I understand's in line for a big raise over at Liberty, they're going to really bump him up over his already four million dollars. But he turned down an opportunity at uh, I think it was Mississippi Mistake. I reached out to him. Uh, they're minus ten tonight with New Mexico State, who's been very pesky. That New Mexico State bunch, I want to say, won at Auburn a couple weeks back. Yes. What do you think? That's a, that's a high number there. That's a lot of points. 
Yeah, and New Mexico State's 10-3. and because um, They played at Hawaii, so they get an extra game. Um, so the combined record of teams in the Conference USA title game, 22-3, and with a win over Auburn. And wow. that was a, uh, New Mexico State beating Auburn by 21, which is, uh, I believe, what, 16 more than Alabama beat them by? Um, <laughs> I still can't believe what happened last week in Alabama-Auburn. But New Mexico State is exceedingly well coached by Jerry Kill. Um, they got a, a gritty quarterback, a kid named Diego Pavia. Um, and if you're a Vol fan, Liberty's quarterback's Caden Salter. You got so it. was in Knoxville for what, like six days? Had a cup of coffee um, here, and they liked him. The staff yeah, that was a, here liked him. He's a talented him. player, and Chadwell's offense is funky. Um, you don't have to have a cannon arm, though. I think Salter's has got a nice arm. He's athletic. Yeah. Uh, Liberty plays good defense. Um, I think Liberty wins, but yeah, there, there are reasons to hope New Mexico State wins. Um, it's a fabulous story. That, that that program, oh my God, it's so so bad. And here they are going to back to back bowl games, which I don't think has ever happened in school history. Pretty wild. Bino, Jeff, jump in here. We break it down scientifically. Mike Huguenin. Hey, Mike. Of the three uh, uh, big lined games, Power Five games, uh, tonight's game, uh, Texas, Oklahoma State, and Michigan, Iowa. Which of those underdogs do you think has the best chance to uh, to play their opponent off their feet or beat them? Washington. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Michael Penix fan. Um, again, they haven't played a fully formed game in a while. Um, Penix seems to make plays whenever they're needed. Incredibly gutsy call last week by Kalen DeBoer. Fourth and one from his own 29 with a minute 13 left, and the game's tied. And he goes for it, and a phenomenal play call, and it works. And then they kick the field goal to win it. Um, I think Washington, I have zero faith in Iowa. I'm not even sure Iowa's going to score. And if Texas comes out ready to play and wants to prove something, they should blow Oklahoma State's doors off. Um, and I'll be honest, I. I think Texas will be sharper than Michigan just because you, you just beat Ohio State. You pop in the tape of the Iowa offense, and my assumption is the Michigan defensive players are looking around the room going, are you serious? This is who we play for in a title game? Because you, you, can, the, you can make any joke you want about the Iowa offense, and still more can be made. It is a offensive unit. Um, it, it is so bad. It's beyond rancid. It's behind. It's beyond horrendous. Um, it, it's a it's a tire fire stuck inside a I don't even know um, a, an un, uh, a sealed room. It, it's it's just horrible. Um, but again, I think if you're Michigan, you, you score. Heck, I think if Michigan scores ten points, the offense goes okay. This game's over. But again, I don't know if Michigan's going to play hard from whistle. To start to end, because I was—I don't think Iowa has a, a prayer. So uh, you wonder if Michigan's going to take this as seriously as, as as Texas does. This will be Texas's last game against a Big Twelve opponent while they're a member of the Big Twelve. So I think Texas wants to leave a mark. And Oklahoma State, as they showed last week against BYU, if you make Oklahoma State throw, they can't beat you. And I think Texas is. Defensive line is tremendous. 
I don't think Oklahoma State going to have much success. Up there. How many does Oak State score tomorrow? What do you think? I'm just asking I for a Oklahoma friend. I think Oklahoma State scores 17. Friend likes to gamble on this because that number is 54. Uh, Bino, uh, go ahead. You had another. You had a follow up. Uh, Mike, I'd like you, I look at Oregon and, and uh, Washington tonight, and it looks like two teams that have gone in, in totally opposite directions uh, since their last game. But I wonder, uh, the Washington State game uh, was the only game, and it was right after Washington, that Oregon's been tested in a close game. They've been blowing everybody out. If this game's close tonight, uh do you think they perform? At, um, no, I, in a close game, I trust Penix more than I trust Bo Nix. And I trust Kalen DeBoer more than I trust Will Stein, the, the Oregon offensive coordinator. Will Stein's a really young young guy. I don't even think he's 30 yet. He's, he's done a phenomenal job with Nix. Nix is a really high-level quarterback. But I trust Penix more uh, in a close game. He has shown, frankly, almost every week since it's starting with the Oregon game, that when a play needs to be made, Penix makes it. I mean, he absolutely makes it. Now, he might scuffle for two quarters and throw some horrible passes, but when it comes down to the, the, the key moment, he, he, he makes the play. Um, and you're right, Oregon is, they're blowing teams out, man. Um, you know, the idea that Bo Nix could win the Heisman and might be considered the favorite now is sort of mind-blowing. But they have not played a close game since they lost to Washington. The closest game was a 14-point win. So, um, no, actually it was nine. They beat Southern Cal by nine. Um, USC by nine, rather. Um, but I trust Penix more than I trust Nick. So a close game, if it's you know if it's tied in the fourth quarter, I'm thinking, you know something, Oregon's going to win this. Great, Hugie joining. One other thing to keep in mind for the Texas game tomorrow. We're going to do... Uh, Winners and Losers presented by our friends at uh, Miller Lite coming up when we're done today. The Texas game is a noon Eastern start. There is a scenario on the board where Alabama goes out and defeats because you don't know what's going to happen. The thought is they're going to want to put up a number tomorrow. Like, Like when you finish in golf. You know, you want to finish first. You put up a pretty good number and say good luck to everybody else. They want to put up a good number and say good luck to Alabama. That's one of the reasons why I think Texas will give Oklahoma State their full-throated attention, and I think that will play into it tomorrow, Hughie. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent point because I think the, the assumption is, okay, let's say Alabama does beat Georgia. Um, can you, in that scenario, put Alabama in but not Texas? which won by double digits in Tuscaloosa. And I get the fact that the game was in September, but they played and beat them. So um, an impressive Texas win gives gives Texas even more ammunition. I don't think Alabama is going to win, but I, I, I buy into that scenario. I don't, you know, I don't know if the players sit around thinking about that, but I think it's, it's got to be out there as a talking point. Um, the more dominant we are, the better chances we have of getting in the playoffs. And maybe that's the way they're thinking about it. Bean Star Jeff Henderson, do you buy, do you smell a la 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 what I'm cooking there? Yes or no? Uh, yes, Tony. I do smell what you're cooking. Simply because, and Hughie, do you believe, because this is where the rubber's going to meet the road now, because this is political. 
And the Southeastern Conference is political. And Texas is not a member of the Southeastern Conference yet. And this is going to mean revenue one way or the other to one of those leagues. Even the guy that doesn't want to cheer for Texas, he'll be cheering for that paycheck because that's what it's kind of all about when the time comes. Do you believe that if Texas and Alabama are sitting there and they're both one-loss teams at the end of this thing, that Texas is going to go to that playoff ahead of Alabama? Hughie, do you believe that? No. What? I think Alabama, because it will have beaten Georgia, um, it will be the SEC champ. If Alabama wins tomorrow, I think Alabama's in the playoff. You know, I want you on the record. You can say the same thing about Texas. Because that's the difference. Obviously, if Louisville beats uh, FSU, which I think is a clear and distinct possibility um, that both could get in. But, I mean, Florida State struggled to beat a Florida team that was playing its backup quarterback. Um, And for two quarters of that game, the Florida State offense without Jordan Travis was inept. Florida's defense is garbage, and FSU barely got, I don't even think they got to 300 yards on them. The same defense they gave up 700 to LSU held FSU to 300. I get the fact that Jordan Travis wasn't playing, but people aren't focused on the other side. Neither was Graham Mertz. Max Brown had played like one quarter of football the whole season, and Florida had a chance to win that game because the Florida State offense without Jordan Travis is not good. So I think you can make a strong case that even if Florida State wins, they're not deserving because they're going to get they would get blown out in the playoff. Because Tate, if Georgia yeah. or Michigan is the first round opponent, I'm not sure if Florida State scores with Tate Rotomaker. There are rumors swirling around that Tate Rotomaker might miss tomorrow with concussion like uh, symptoms or whatever. Have you heard any of that? No, I have not. But he it was weird last week. He got hit. Uh, Florida got called for a targeting. Rotomaker left the game for, I think it was two plays, and then all of a sudden he was back in. And you're like, they tested him that quick? Wow. Oh, man. Um, So, um, again, I think even if he does play, Louisville's got a good chance. I know Louisville is 10-2. It's a facade, but they they can do some things. They're better defensively than Florida is, um, and they're better than Florida is without Mertz at quarterback, too. So, I think that Louisville has a, a, a le, very legitimate path to winning that game. And interesting that the line, you mentioned the Rotomaker injury, the line has gone from FSU by 4.5 to FSU by 1.5. So obviously, if they believe it. Go ahead, Brian. If uh, Georgia loses, do they still make the playoffs? I don't. I, I think it. I think it depends, but I'm not. I don't think any league's getting two teams. Um, I, I think if Georgia loses, they're in deep trouble um, just because of what's going on elsewhere. I think in that scenario, you're looking at, okay, Georgia couldn't beat Alabama on a neutral site. Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So, And then it also obviously depends on Florida State. I, I, I truly wonder if Florida State wins if they're in. Um, I know people are saying, well, they deserve to be in. They'll be 13-0. and Well, they're, at the end, they wouldn't be one of the four best. So um, I think Georgia's in trouble if they lose. How about that? Being all with you on record, Georgia, if, you know, uh, if I Alabama... Think, go ahead, Brian. Well, one more thing, though. I think only twice has a conference had 
two teams in the playoff in this four-team system. I think the SEC did it that one year, and the Big, Big Ten, Ten did it last year. Yep. All right, go on the record right now. Go on the record so we can talk about this and laugh about it Monday. Alabama wins a game, which I think Alabama has a great chance to win because I think that destiny thing, what happened at the end of that game last week was crazy. So if you believe in such things, and it seems to be this does happen from time to time. Alabama wins a game, Bino. Who's in the playoff, them or Texas? What happens? Uh, I, I think they're both in, and Alabama replaces Georgia. And maybe Florida State gets left behind because Florida State's going to lose to uh, Louisville. Possibly, yeah. Not the thought. Hughie, another thing that's crazy about college football is Boise State fired a coach. Yeah. <laughs> they fired a coach a month ago, and they're favored to win their conference championship game. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's is, nuts. Andy, you feel bad for Andy Avalos. He's a Boise State alum. And I actually talked to somebody two weeks ago that said, you wonder he wasn't sure in any respect. He doesn't cover Boise. He's just on the West Coast. You wonder if they fired him when they did because they thought they could potentially win out. Now he didn't. He didn't mean went out in terms of winning the Mountain West title, but the idea that okay, it's going to be hard to fire a coach who whose team has won four games in a row. But um, I think they have. You know, last year was weird because he fired his offensive coordinator. Avalos did during this during the season, and the offense reconfigured itself to a running attack. They don't they don't throw the ball at all. They have two good running backs. The quarterback runs. The defense has been up and down this year. Um, UNLV is a phenomenal story. Uh, another team that, sort of like New Mexico State, has been garbage forever. Barry Odom gets there, brings in Brennan Marin as his offensive coordinator, um, and they take off the games at UNLV, which means that that stadium is going to host conference title games on back-to-back nights, which is interesting, too. Um, but, but, yeah, you're right. Boise fires its coach and could win the conference title seven weeks later. Who do we like in that game? Um, I actually like Boise. I, I'm still, I, I watched UNLV last week a little bit, and they lose. Um, I don't know how good they are. To me, they're sort of like Louisville, but they're playing at home. They do have, you know, it is a big deal in Vegas, which is sort of incredible considering what's going, what goes on in Vegas, but... Barry Odom deserves a ton of credit, man. I mean, that's he knows what he's doing, and I guess he'll, I would assume, parlay that into a another Power 5 job at some point. Then again, um, maybe he decides to stay in Vegas, play in an NFL stadium, and turn Vegas into one of the better teams in the Mountain West. It's kind of possible, isn't it? Oh, it's distinctly possible. Las Vegas high school football is a lot better than it used to be. Bishop Gorman is one of the best programs in the entire country. Arizona's producing more players. Um, you can obviously go to California. That's where, uh, you can go into Texas. Tillman went. His background is in the recruiting world is yep. is in Texas. So it's there are reasons to think that Vegas is sort of a sleeping giant in the Mountain West. I'm like literally over here bowing my head, man, at, at the spun gold that's coming out of your mouth right now. All right. Talk to me. SEC championship game. What happens? Uh, I think Georgia wins. Um, I think that Milrow is going to hit chunk plays. He just does it. Um, even though I think you could, you could one thing a defensive coach could say: we're not letting Milrow hit chunk plays. He don't hit two or three. I think also though that if you're 
the Georgia defensive staff, which is quite good, you realize if Milrow, the, the more we make Milrow stay in the pocket, our chances for a win increase exponentially. Um, Milrow is not a pocket passer. It took the Alabama coaching staff a while to realize that. Um, they got him on the move. They got him running more. I don't think that he's going to have a lot of success tomorrow running because I think Georgia is going to do a couple things to make sure that he does not escape the pocket. Um, and I think Georgia will effectively run the ball. I think Carson Beck, I'll be, I'll begrudgingly say he's a lot better than I thought. Um, I, he, you know, he's a Jacksonville kid. I know a bunch of people up there, and one guy told me the idea that this kid's going power five is a joke. And I talked to him a couple weeks ago, and he said, yeah, well, I was wrong. Um, and Carson Beck's playing really, really high-level football. You look at their receiving core, you're like, come on, outside of Bowers, who is there? Oh, well, they got a bunch of guys who aren't bad, and they make plays because everybody's so focused on Bowers. Uh, but I think the, the key to that game is you got to pressure Carson Beck. Let's see if Alabama can do that. But the biggest key is keeping Milrow, keeping him sort of still. And I think Georgia can do that effectively. I uh, wanted to get your opinion on the FCA's playoffs that start in earnest tomorrow in the second round. Is it South Dakota State in the field? I know this where they're favored by 32.5 points over Mercer. Yeah, I think South Dakota, State, South Dakota State is now the North Dakota State. Um, that is a cool team. Um, they're fun to watch, and they got the, the greatest logo, I think. It's a phenomenal logo, the Jackrabbits. Um, it's a neat-looking logo. Um, again, it's it's hard to believe that in the FCS there's great football played in South Dakota and North Dakota. And you're like, where do they get these kids from? They, well, they get the linemen from Minnesota, and they get the skill position players from all over. Um, like a couple of years ago, that Christian Watson kid from North Dakota State, that dude's from Tampa. Um so they do a really good job recruiting. South Dakota State is is, is well coached, um, and yeah, Mercer. I did. The, I'll be honest. When, when I saw Mercer's name in the in the bracket, I'm like, what? So, but they're there. I mean, there, there were some blowouts last week. I think North Dakota State beat somebody like sixty six to ten. So it's sort of like FBS. If you're a high-level team, you can beat another Power 5 team by 50 on any given weekend. So um, it's I think it is South Dakota State. I think they're going to win their second in a row. They're sort of like the new, the nouveau riche program in, in the FCS. And I think it's almost like once an FCS program gets going, it's sort of like a boulder rolling downhill. It's watered down now because all these teams are going FBS Delaware is going to go from from the uh, Colonial Athletic to FBS, I think, in a couple years. So it ain't so, and Kurt Signetti, Kurt Signetti at Indiana seems kind of like an odd fit. Well, just, just a couple yeah, thoughts. Is, but I think also, yeah, Delaware. Delaware is joining Conference USA, which means that in a couple of years you're going to have Delaware at New Mexico State in a conference game, which is, oh, okay, fine. Um, but Signetti is 62 years old. I think he's never coached Power 5. I think he looks at Indiana, looks at what Tom Allen did in that two-year stretch where they won, I think it was 17 combined games, and says, okay, I'm 62 years old. I want a 
chance at Power Five. I'm not going to get a good one, so I'll, I'll take this one. And if I can get to eight wins, they're going to remember me fondly. Man's getting the, the gold. Hey, the, the man's getting thing, a golden I mean, parachute. I don't blame him. Yes, and he's he's making twice, three times as much money as he made at James Madison. So uh, I think it's a, a good move for Signetti. I think it's a good move for Indiana. Signetti's won at every single level he's been in. Yep. He's been a coach for 41 years. 40. As as he got out of college. One year. He got into coaching, partly because his dad was a, a, a college coach, Division II. Uh, but you mentioned the, the the FCS playoffs have 24 teams. Um, one of the teams, the, the team that lost to um, North Dakota State last week, I believe, was Drake from the Pioneer League, which doesn't give scholarships. Why are oh. they in the playoffs? And now we get down to nut-cutting time. My Chattanooga boys are on the road tomorrow against Furman. A thriller in the middle of the afternoon that I'll be looking at. And the good thing is, for the degenerate out there, you've got, uh, you have got you can bet on this stuff. Plus, you've got ESPN2 or the ESPN Plus thing. Yep. And you can sit there and watch games all day. And then we get to those games where, like Brian and I love, when, when you see um, – uh, the Grizz, uh, in another week, hosting home games and some of those games that are outside in the snow, those Friday yep. night games. But, Hugh, you just painted a word picture in my mind. I want to leave you with this, which is, and then I'll get your final thought, but imagine Delaware taking on somebody in, uh, I don't know, you pick one of those random CUSA teams in mid-November on a Tuesday night up there in yep. Newark, Delaware. Never be forgotten by the living fan. And, and Delaware's got those helmets that look like Michigan. Incredible. Little Michigan. Yeah. I wonder if they'll, uh, if they'll uh, go out there and steal some signs. The, the, uh, uh, there's a guy who runs a newsletter, a guy named Matt Brown. He talked to the Delaware AD this week and said, do you guys want to play Michigan? And, it, and the, the AD... She said, yeah, of course we do. So, um, But Michigan's, I guess, schedule is done through 2027. But <clears throat> I'm assuming at some point later in my lifetime, Delaware will play Michigan, and it'll be two. I, I'm not sure if two schools ever with the same helmet design have played each other. And they need to bring Tubby be. Raymond back, their former great. Yes, they right. need to exhume yeah. him. And then his son, Dave Raymond, was the original Philly fanatic. They could have him over there on the sidelines, the original Philly fanatic. Oh, wow, that's the that's phenomenal. Now, did you know that? Did you know that, Hugh Geer? I just give no, you a I factoid. The original, look it up, the original Philly fanatic, he, deve- he invented all that stuff. The costume, the whole, they gave him the costume, but he invented the mannerisms, the smashing the ice cream cone in kids' faces. I'd know a thing or two about that. Uh, he was insane. But uh, Hugh gave me a final thought here on the way out before Brian gets wordy. Yeah, I think every single uh, conference title game is worth watching. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by T- Toledo, Miami of Ohio. Uh, you wonder if Jason Candle, the Toledo coach, they're 11-1. and one. Yep. Will this finally be the year he gets another job? I don't know. That Toledo is, is a perfect example of a program that finds sort of like under, under, under-recruited high school players who can play and... They bring in studs or guys who become studs for them from Power Five schools. The, the running back Penny Boone is a transfer from Maryland. He's a thousand-yard rusher. One of their their two best defensive players, Judge Culpepper, a defensive tackle who transferred from Penn State. Dallas Gant, a linebacker who transferred from Ohio State. So you know everybody talks about the 
oh, all these group of five teams are losing players. Well, the good coaches in the group of five find guys who become stars as well. And Hughie Penny Boone, Judge Culpepper, and any Singletary that's ever lived, the greatest football names of all time. Judge Culpepper is the son of Brad Culpepper, the former NFL defensive nice. lineman. I and love he's from that. Tampa. Um, he's a guy who went to Penn State. It's probably a half step slow to be kind, yep. but he's a really good player in the MAC. Hugie, so. you're the man. Much love to you. Enjoy the football weekend. Yes, no question. Talk to you guys next week. Appreciate Thanks. you. That's a degenerate's degenerate right there. I mean, Brian asked a question about one double A football, and he had an answer. I mean, you'll think he's a degenerate, do you, Bino? He's a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's into Tony. He's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He woke up this morning. On the all-in side of the bed. Whatever side of the bed the all-in side is, that's where Hughie finds himself. And, Brian, you were about to get wordy there in that segment. I just wondered if uh, how does a Wolverine and a Blue Hen have the same health? That's what I thought you were going to do. As we continue on the other side, it's hour two. See? Now, was that good, good stuff by me to cut him off? This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Alabama, Georgia. 10, 5, touchdown Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football, the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. It's a memory-making time of year. This is Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. Many years ago, as a little girl, I remember my mother receiving several packages in the mail. That was odd at our house. It was just a couple of weeks before Christmas. She put them away. I learned later that my dad had won a catalog shopping spree by selling the most cars the previous month. We were five young children and had just moved to Nashville from Illinois. It had been a tough year. About three days before Christmas, my mother started bringing out the toys one at a time. I remember her sheer delight as she presented each one to us. You see, we didn't know what was in the packages, but mother did. And she couldn't wait to give the toys to us. I know now that the true joy was in the giving. I hope during this holiday season and in the new year that every one of us will experience the true joy of giving whatever we have to give. From our house to yours, I wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and a joy-filled, prosperous New Year. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Our next guest knows from whence he speaks, and he speaks from whence he knows. He joined us the last time, and Bino my partner low these many years on Mondays and Fridays was not on when Tyler Siski was with us and Bino called me that afternoon and said Tony that guy blew my alleged mind and Beanstar what was it about Tyler Siski's appearance that had you so like uh, enthralled uh, just the, the in-depth knowledge on what's really uh, a, a brand new world in college football and also his uh his obvious passion for it, and uh, he didn't mince any words while he was on here either about uh, uh, how wild he thinks it is. So 
Uh, great to have Tyler on with us. It's, it's another great find, Tony, by whoever did it for uh, the Silio Radio Network. He's on a podcast each week uh, with um, Neil McCready, who we love, uh, low these many years. I love Neil McCready. He's one of the great spirits of all time. And Tyler runs a site. Uh, he's CEO of Quick Recruiting, which is used throughout the industry. And he is very, very plugged in to what's going on in terms of this craziness that is the transfer portal. And, Tyler, we're not there yet, but it's going to begin on Monday. And I welcome you in on our Friday edition, and it's going to be insane. But, Tyler, some of the stuff we're hearing, Washington State quarterback has 10 schools offering him apparently a million dollars. You warned us of this. You said this was going to be. You said the ante was getting ready to get upped. So, obviously, you're not um, shocked by anything that you're reading or hearing. How crazy is it going to be next week, some of the names we see? Well, it's already crazy. It just hasn't – a lot of the guys haven't – you cannot enter the portal unless you're a grad transfer. uh, But you cannot enter the portal – until monday but you know you can call it tampering like we talked about last week you know there's so much of it going on it's called pre-portaling now but you know the the behind the scenes everybody kind of knows who's moving and shaking um i think i know of seven quarterbacks that are leaving that hasn't been reported yet that will be in the portal uh early next week or after their season is over um, and, you know, with Cam Ward, you know, his price is, you know, roughly around a million dollars. That is what I don't remember, and forgive me, because I've done a lot of shows this week and sure, last week. Sure, but, sure. Um, the going rate for an established quarterback, um, and what I mean by established is a guy like Cam Ward, um, a guy like Riley Leonard, a guy like Dylan Gabriel, if he decided to get in the portal, somebody that's, that's an established quarterback that has film and is very productive is a million dollars. That's what it's going for this year. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, high, uh, heavily recruited, high thought of backups, especially young players. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, in the last two classes, there's only been eight uh, quarterbacks in the, last, in the 2023 and 2022 class that's even playing. Well, think about how many really good quarterbacks that were in those two classes that are backups, twos or threes somewhere else. Uh, those guys that are leaving, they're going anywhere. The really good ones are going anywhere. Usually 600, five to 600 is usually the price for those guys. And the really elite ones that everybody knows they're elite. Uh, and it's going to create a little, you know, bidding war. Those guys could go up, you know, upwards of 750 to 800. Well, it's interesting, right? So it's, it's following the NFL. The quarterbacks are making the money. And you know who else is making the money, which I think is kind of interesting, are these ends. I heard from a source that uh, a couple folks were kind of tampering around with James Pierce from Tennessee, one of the great young uh, rush ends in in the sport of college football. It probably will not come as a surprise. You probably have heard that already, but it probably will not come as a surprise that I'm hearing somewhere between two hundred and fifty dollars to $500,000 is what this guy has been offered. And, you know, we had a guy on yesterday, Matt Dixon, who's on this on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Matt said, you know, it's almost a good sign if people are tampering with your roster. It's almost, in a twisted way, that's almost true, isn't it, Tyler? <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's, it's good for, it's good, uh, I guess that could be the silver lining. It probably doesn't make you feel any better. 
Um, but you know, that's the problem is this, right? Is like, you have to have money to go get the players, but more importantly, you have to have the money to keep your players. And the problem with recruiting a high school player, and this is why you're seeing so much portal action is a high school player can hold you hostage if he wants to every single year because he has the right to transfer. Once you take them out of the portal, and that's why somebody, it's a, uh, especially at the quarterback position, right? I had, the, I had a discussion with a buddy of mine. I was like, look, I don't know if I would ever sign a high school quarterback ever again. I don't know if I ever would. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, well, if you're at like a, a big school, right? You're at a Tennessee, uh, since obviously that's, that's your market. You're at Tennessee. Let's say, you know, Nico goes out there. You know, what's to keep Nico from going, hey, I know he's already got a deal, but what's to keep him? Somebody saying, hey, I'll give you $2 million. And don't think that's uh, irrational because there's a quarterback in the SEC that made $2 million this year. So it's not irrational. People what? have the money, and he could do that any time. Well, what if, you know, you go, okay, well, I'm going to let uh, – let's just take one. We'll do Tennessee again just for – let's take Arch Manning. Yeah. Let's say Peyton says, Arch, it's time to come to, come to Tennessee. You know, Nico's gone. Hey, we're going to give you – uh, you know, whatever, a million or two million dollars, whatever it is, uh, to come to, to Tennessee. Well, now Arch can't transfer and now you have him. And so you have time to actually develop the quarterback. The thing about quarterback position is obviously it's a, it's a position very few kids play as true freshmen and you have to develop and you end up developing and spending all your time and energy and resources and, and planning around this guy being your quarterback, and then it, all it takes is one phone call and some money, and the kid's gone. Uh, so that's what I would probably never sign another high school quarterback ever again. Well, it's such an interesting thought, too, right? And these guys all know the industry, so they know that when guys get on campus, who can play, who can't. These coaches all know each other. So let's say, I mean, to your point, first of all, uh, it, it, it's always been sort of a fool's errand chasing quarterbacks around out of the prep ranks to begin with, even in the days of when the when you would deliver money to them, you know, in a satchel or casino chips or however it was done, or funnel through a church, some, I mean, whatever it was done, however it was done, and, and back in the good old days where it was a little more romantic. But at any rate, to your point, just so listeners understand this, you are allowed one transfer, one one painless transfer, once you make your one painless transfer, you're locked to a school. If you sign a kid out of high school, what Tyler's saying is he holds all the cards. If you get a transfer quarterback and you already know more information about that transfer quarterback because you've got friends on a coaching staff or you've got people inside of a program or you've got some people, these support people who uh, down through the years I think have been paid a little bit of money by Vegas for some uh, for some tips. <coughs> I, I, and Tyler does. We all know that's true. Okay, we all know that's true. These people are not in this for their health. They're in this to win money. Uh uh, anyway, so the point is that why wouldn't I get a little detective work? Hey, how does Arch really look? What does it really look like? And if I have him, he's locked in. Tyler, that is an incredible thought on your part, which leads me to this. Do we see, um, you were talking about some of the, some of the guys that are getting ready to enter the portal. How does that work? You were telling us before that some kids are asking for money to be wired. If, in fact, that happens, 
Because the NCAA is trying to act like they still have teeth. They 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 slapped UNC apparently with some charge about the about the May deal, because we all know that Alabama was tampering hard with him last year or portaling or whatever the word is. But they were trying to shake him loose. That's a that's a pretty un um, unguarded secret at this point. Um, what is the process like? Say Tennessee wants an end off somebody's team or. Let's hope some uh, somebody in somebody's secondary off somebody's team. Do they can they wire him money first before he joins? How does that work? I think it depends on state laws, but no, you're not supposed to receive any money until you actually arrive on campus. That's the that is the letter of the law. Um, with that being said, you have NCAA rules and you have state laws. Every single state is different. And Tony, just to be honest with you, I, I haven't spent, I mean, literally, I would have to, it would take me, I don't know if I could. I mean, I think there's 37 different versions of the of laws in the gosh. 50 states. And so I, I'd have to be an attorney, you know, and I think it depends on, you know, you're, where you're at, your school, the, the, the school that is actually paying the money is the laws in that state. And then you get into this weird, okay, he's in this state, we're in this state, and then you go and... You know, you got the, you know, over, and then you go to federal law, and then it's just, it's just a big mess. And that's the whole point. You know, we talked a little bit about this last week. I know that's the whole point with, with the Congress thing, right? I don't think it's, you're not putting the tube back in the bag when it, in the, in the, into the tube, a toothpaste back in the tube, excuse me, uh, when it comes to NIL. But what they're looking for is they're looking for Congress to make one law for everyone. Because you have some states that have a massive advantage in recruiting uh, the high school kid over others because, like in Missouri, right? So Missouri can technically pay any in-state kid, start paying them NIL once they commit. And so that gives them – now you've you got kids starting to get paid in high school. Um, you got some states that frown upon it. You can't receive any, any funds, you know, and it affects your high school eligibility. So everybody's different, and I think that's what they're trying to get with Congress. Uh, good luck to them. But that's what they're attempting to do is to get everybody on the same rules. Tyler Siski joining Quick Recruiting is uh, is his site, and he also does a great podcast with Neil McCready. I'll let him tell you about that in a second. You were teasing us earlier regarding these quarterbacks that you have knowledge of. Who in the league, in the SEC, are you hearing is susceptible to getting picked on and who in the league are you hearing is set up that's going to have a pretty good portal hall? Can you give me a sense of that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think every team is susceptible um, because that's how rampant the tampering is. There's literally not one team that's probably not going to lose a guy. That's not going to happen. And But at the same time, you know, those in glass houses don't throw stones because also every school's out trying to get players, right? So – there's just going to be a massive uh, reshuffling. Every every team's going to lose a guy or two or more uh, that they were counting on. Um, and then, obviously, you know, bringing in guys. I think you always have to look at new staff, right? So, you know, Levy just got to Mississippi State. I'm sure he's going to try to bring in, you know, guys that fit his scheme. Um, and, you know, to do that. And Monday will be very telling. Uh, when you – I know the public can't see it, but it's always hilarious to me is when <clears> – <throat> when the players will go in the portal and out of the portal in about 15 minutes, or they will have uh, do not contact me 
because they can do that status. You know, do not contact me. I'm in the portal. Well, that means they already know where they're going. Well, how did you know where you're going before, you know, you got in the portal? Oh, that means somebody tampered with me. So it's just kind of funny to me that the NCAA basically has an option. Um, when you, when a kid goes in the portal, they have an option that basically says, yes, I was tampered with, but, but nobody wants to talk about it. It's like the worst. The worst uh, kept secret or worst rule ever because tampering is against the rules. But here, click this button, and that lets the whole world know that you know where you're going before you get in the portal. So it's just, I don't know, man. This whole The whole system is, is uh, jacked up. I wish they would do away with the uh, immediate eligibility. It would fix a lot of mess. Who's, who's going to have a good, um, a good haul in the league, Tyler? Um, I would expect Auburn to do some really good things, uh, change their roster. Um, a lot. They have to get better at quarterback. They have to get better at receiver. Um, I think t- Tennessee's going to pick up some pieces. I-, I think they're really close. I think they're a lot closer than fans probably. You know, I know they're probably a little frustrated with things. By the way, I'm very frustrated with Tennessee too because uh, I got backdoored on my cover last week, so they cost me a they cost me a little bit. But I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> the uh, but. You know, Tennessee needs to pick up a few pieces uh, up front, particularly the offensive line. Look, I really like Tennessee, how, you know, the strides they've made on defense. They just need to keep the guys they have, right, on defense. Um, maybe add a guy here and there, but, you know, offensively, uh, I think they're going to be fine at quarterback. You know, it wouldn't hurt. It never hurts to get an extra receiver in that offense and some offensive linemen. So they just need some pieces. They don't need a whole revamp. Uh, South Carolina needs a lot of help. Uh, they got to go. They got to go shopping pretty hard, and I imagine Florida will be in the market uh, for some guys. They just lost a very, very, very talented uh, young guy that's going to go in the portal. Or they haven't lost him yet, but he has gone in the portal with Max Brown. Um, really impressed with what he he did late in the year. Um, and then you just got the teams that this is the problem, right? Is the teams that are that are really you know senior laden. Well, you got a choice, you know. Are you in a are you in a stability standpoint as a head coach that you can continue the high school recruiting route and continue to build, or am I on the hot seat? Anybody that you think is on the hot seat seat is has to go portal heavy. You can't you can't just load up with high school recruits. Um, and that's a and that's a a catch twenty two, right? Because you know, we, we all know that there's probably three very obvious uh, on the hot seat going into next year, and that's uh, Shane Beamer, uh, Blaine Napier, and Sam Pittman. I think there's no secret there, right? So they got this, they have to go load up on portal guys. Well, then if they save their job, the portal guys are gone, and they're just going to have to continue the cycle. It's just uh, I don't think the people that are making the hiring and firing decisions understand how roster building works. Hey, Tyler, this is really, really high-level stuff, which means I'm running a little bit behind. So I'm going to take a step back, but i got a couple of things for you. The one-time only free transfer for everyone other than graduate students. Uh, How is that really, and are there exemptions out there? So the NCAA was pretty hard-lined with it. Um, You've seen some in basketball. Obviously, Tez Walker uh, gets it at – North Carolina, I will be – they were very hard-lined with it. You cannot allow the double transfer. Um, if that if that gets going, and it has a couple times, I will be so interested 
this next year because this is how it all started in the first place. Um, I remember back in March of 2018 when I met with the NCAA talking about the portal, I said, hey, look, I was like, this is all great. I said, but you can never allow immediate eligibility. And the first time you grant a waiver, because I've already seen this happen, you know, 15, 20 years ago. This is how this, all this mess got started in the first place. You have this thing called precedent. And then all a kid has to do is lawyer up, and they don't want to go to court. And so here we go. And now if you start doing that, now you have free agency every single year, and you just can't afford to do that. And we're, we're at a place, and in my opinion, which, again, I'll buy you a cup of coffee the next time you drive through. But, you know, my first day in, if I was ever the commissioner of college football, the first the first thing I would do, the very first thing I would do was eliminate all immediate eligibility. I'm not saying you can't transfer. Transfer all you want to. You just transfer and have to sit. But by doing that, it's going to bring the NIL. It'll fix the market. Okay? You're not going and getting a million-dollar quarterback because the million-dollar quarterback's got to stay where he's at. And so you can use the grad transfer as your free agent because lost in all of this, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this before, but these kids are transferring and transferring and transferring. They're losing credits, and they're not graduating. So, you know what I mean? So we're sitting here, and we're, I mean, what are we doing? And so, again, if you, if you graduate, transfer. But I would not allow anyone to transfer and be eligible until they graduate. And that would fix literally every problem there is in college football by making one rule. The, I, I've heard it said, Tyler, that there will be thousands of names in the transfer portal. Do you think that this is the peak of what we're ever going to see, or is this monster just going to continue to grow and grow and grow? Well, I think as long as the money continues to go up, it'll get – I mean, who wouldn't get in the portal? You know, I mean, why would you not if, – if you're not getting paid – because here's where we're at is – this NIL thing started, and a lot of schools used it as recruiting, used their NIL money as recruiting enticements. All right, so you got a guy that's been in your program two or three years, and he may be the start right guard. He may not be getting a dime. And then all of a sudden, they bring in a backup guy to back you up. You're a junior or senior in your team, and they bring in this group of, you could be an SEC school, and they bring in this, this group of five guy, and they paid him $50,000 to come back you up. Wait a minute, he's getting $50,000 to back me up. I'm getting zero. Oh, I'm going in the portal. And so until the money slows down, and the money has not slowed down, it's literally, we're in inflation. It is blowing up. I mean, almost double in the portal. Um, until the money slows down, the number in the portal is not going to slow down because kids want to get paid. And if I can go in the market and see what your fair market value is, I mean, why wouldn't you do it? That's why they don't have, and I know we talked about this last week, that's why the NFL doesn't have free agency every year. You know, Patrick Mahomes, we talked about him last week. He set the record, what, two or three years ago by being the highest-paid quarterback. He's like fifth now. You don't think he would like to be the highest-paid quarterback again? What if he just went to market? Who's going to pay? What, are they gonna, what is he going to get right? So it's just one rule is all they would need to change and it would fix everything. What percentage of these kids that go into this portal are going to get a payday, Tyler? Um, I mean – Depends on where they go. I think the guys that transfer down will get a little bit less or, you know, there's, everybody's in the portal for different reasons. Uh, but I would say almost every single transfer you see going to an SEC school, uh, is going to get paid. 
uh, or even a, any any kid going to a Power Five school period is probably getting paid something. Um, once if you're transferring down, uh, that doesn't happen all the time. And then and then to clarify this too, a lot of the players that are in the portal are not scholarship players. Um, they're walk-ons or whatever. Um, so that kind of skews the number a little bit, the data. Uh, but with all that being said, you know, thousands, that's easy. Um, you know, last year there were, there were more than that. So it's going to be in the thousands for sure. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, the quality of player and what level they transfer to. Tyler Siski joining. Tyler, is Clemson going to join the party? What are you hearing? Are they going to take transfers? Yeah, they, they actually, uh, and I, I haven't confirmed this, but uh, we were talking about this yesterday in our, yeah. in our staff meeting that, um, I think they offered the first portal player yesterday or they wow. were yesterday. So, um, it was an offensive lineman from somewhere. I can't remember. It was like a D2 guy. I think. Obviously pressure, right? Booster pressure. Hey, we got to join the party here. Well, no, I mean, I don't know if it's pressure. I, I think it's, you have to adapt. I mean, um, you know, I think if they had gone undefeated this year, they probably kept on, you know, keep on keeping on. And, you know, they had a, they still have a good team. Uh, it's not like they were just, you know, they're, they're kind of on a winning streak right now. Oh, you know, yeah. they're not, it's not like they're a bad team. And oh, yeah. I don't disagree with the way, I think everybody has their way of doing things and there's, there's different ways to build a roster and there's different, different, you know, depending on where you're at, the kind of money you have, you have to adapt to your situation that you're in at your school. I don't think there's a blanket strategy. I think it depends on where you're at, who you're playing. I think it depends on your status as a head coach. Am I on the hot seat or am I not? Am I comfortable or not? Because if you have time, ideally, you would like to sign high school players, build it from within, and then pay my own players. Um, but, you know, this, I don't know, uh, you know, this world we're in right now, you sure don't have a lot of time to do it. Tyler Siski joining Quick Recruiting. He's in the middle of it uh, with that. And then he does a great podcast with Neil McCready as well. And from the sounds of things, he's been busy uh, appearing on different radio shows with really intelligent people uh, from around the country. Because anybody has this guy on uh, as booked a guest, it's going to give them some great radio. And he appears on our TLD Logistics Hotline. Tyler, tell the living listener what you do. Maybe folks that are out there in the football community that want to find you or folks that want to listen to your podcast. Go ahead, man. Yeah, so we, I have a uh software called quick you that i sell quick recruiting is the name of our company but our software is quick you that we that we uh sell and then colleges use it we've been really busy with it today uh we actually pushed a new uh segment of our software today so we've been dealing with all that this week and but uh our podcast is uh mccrady and siski it's on the mpw digital network uh we go live monday tuesdays and thursdays and uh, at 2 o'clock on YouTube, and that's uh, anywhere you can find MPW Digital on, on your podcast. So I'm trying to, Tony, I, I should have probably called you. Uh, I, I'm trying to beat Neil. This is our last week in our, our uh, competition. We do picks against the spread. Yes. And, and Neil, for some, some way, is just is beating my eyes out. So this is the last week, and I'm down like six and a half units. And if I lose, and I'm terrified of ghosts. So I don't. I'm not scared of anything but ghost sharks and, and alligators. Uh, anything else I can handle. And uh, if I lose, I have to go. Uh, we're going to stream. I got to go spend a night in a haunted house oh! <laughs> and uh, and stream it. And if he loses, I get to fly him anywhere without him knowing. He gets to go to the airport. Uh, I get to fly him anywhere in the continental United States, and he has to 
uh, get home by plane, train, and bus. Um, so he, uh, I was trying to get him to do the attack dog thing. I was going to get, I had the local police was going to let him get attacked by the canine, but he didn't want to do that. So, but I'm losing, so this is not very good. Um, have you put and, your picks uh, in yet? Yeah. So we, we got our picks in. And so oh. look, I, I've, I was teasing, you know, I, I played at Auburn, so I can do this. Yes. And so this is not a shot at Auburn fans because technically I played there, so I can do this, right? So I called it my fourth and 31 strategy. And this is our last week. I let him pick the college games and I literally just picked the opposite. So if every, technically every game is a two unit swing. So I tried yes. to catch that up with. So uh, I ended up, I got Liberty tonight minus 11 and then he took all the favorites so i'm stuck with oklahoma state smu iowa and he took miami of ohio um i took miami i had to take miami of ohio so i I just i've got a bunch of underdogs don't follow these picks if you're better because these are not my picks this is me trying to not go to the haunted house dogs gonna hey the dogs are gonna bark this weekend i think alabama's gonna win that game outright by the way all right so i hope so i I have alabama's money line that we do one money line like underdog pick outright um, I have that, but I think it's, I think Georgia's a better team. So um, do I. If you, I think they're probably a three point, I think Alabama can, well, legitly, I will probably take Alabama to cover. Yes. I do think Georgia will win the game. Have y'all broken this game down yet? Well, Tyler, no, but I'll tell you this. We had Watson Brown on a couple of days ago. We do Wednesdays with Watson. You know, he's been in that, it was in the industry forever. He said, Tony, after a game in the moment, when you call a play like their DC called, and that and that head coach is listening, and he signs off on that. And they took a time out to do that. He said, "I can promise you this: that will never, ever, ever happen to that head coach and that coordinator again." He said, "But I will tell you this: those guys, there will not be a day in the next couple years where they won't think about it. They wear that. They know it was a horrible, brutal thing to do. I mean, Tyler, can you imagine rushing two guys and a spy on a fourth and thirty-one and watching him throw the ball to one-on-one coverage? Yeah, you had to move him off the point. I mean, um, what in the I world? don't mind the coverage. You know, they were playing. You know, we call it. You know, thirty-eight man. If you, if anybody plays Madden, that it listens. It's a, it's in the three-two-six package of Madden. It's man across with three. You know, basically, cover three with five manning up the five eligibles. I don't mind the coverage call. Um, I don't mind rushing three, but you have to move the quarterback off the point. Um, and ideally, you would like to speed rush from his throw hand and basically force him to move to the left side away from his, you know, where he has to throw across his body so you can eliminate half of the field. Um, and then if, if you were going to speed rush both sides, you had to put a push pocket guy, you know, a big nose in the middle to kind of collapse the pocket. You sure. just couldn't let him stand back there. So it really wasn't the coverage call. It was more of the, of the rush call. Oh, so bad. That I didn't understand. Where's um, he running? What's the spy in that spot? What I would ask that DC is, he, it's 31 yards. What is he, Michael Vick? I mean, I know he's a great <laughs> right. athlete, but where is he going? I mean, rush him. You gotta move him. Of, the only thing I could think of in my, in my brain, okay, is, that is a normal, like a long yardage call, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes you have, you don't think of it being an end of the game scenario as much as it being fourth and 15. Does that make sense? Like, so they may, when you go man coverage or any kind of two man, the best, the best play, I used to joke all the time, um, you know, with Alabama is every time Alabama, you get, 
Alabama gets somebody in third and seven plus, they're in basically what we know as two man. Well, the best play, I'm not joking, had to coach against them. I said, I, I did, you know, I was a receivers coach, a passing game guy. I'm like, okay, what do you got for third and long this week? I said, uh, send everybody deep and let the quarterback take off. That's the best play we got. And yeah. so you, a lot of times when you're playing two man or especially three man, you do have to have a spy in there to prevent that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was not very good. But, um, you know, the Georgia Alabama game to me is going to come down to two matchups. Um, that the fans, and I'll, I'll give a little coaching in here so the fans can enjoy watching it, is, you know, when Alabama has the ball, can, it's going to be uh, Burton versus uh, Everett, number six for Georgia. Uh, he's been picked on a little bit. Burton seemed to, uh, that'll be the matchup that Alabama tries to get. They're going to try to get number three lined up across from number six. So I think that's their, their best way to move the ball with explosive plays. And then on the flip side, Lag McConkey on Malachi Moore. Um, I think that's a really good advantage for Georgia. Um, I think that's when they got to have one. Um, I look for him to, I, if I was playing fantasy, I would be loading up on Burton and McConkey this week. Um, I think both of those guys are going to have really big games. And, you know, Georgia hasn't faced a defense or a front like this all year. Um, and the same time on the other, other side, Alabama hasn't played an offense like this. So there's, there's, there's really, I'm just intrigued. You know, I'm interested to see, but if you pull it down, I think who can get the most explosive plays on those matchups is who's going to win the game. Tyler Siski, I appreciate you because Alabama makes a bunch of them, which is why I like the over in that game tomorrow. I think both those teams are going to run up and down the field in that nice dry track in there and have some fun. But listen, it was great talking to you. I hope you'll come back, man, while we're tracking Portal Mania here. Yeah, just let me know. Thank you, brother. Have a great weekend right. with your family, man. Y'all, y'all too. Have a good one. Thank you. Bino, your thoughts on that guy? He's a talker. I kind of like that yeah, dude. He's fantastic, Tony. Got the got the coaching background, and uh, and the, the the fans' uh, fervor. And I'm just glad we could give him a break from talking with really intelligent people. Can you imagine, Bino, that these coaches all these years and that system they had it all to themselves? And I guess they thought it was never going to end. That the that the, you know, like this Monica LeBron leaves just let go by the by UT. I think she's making like three hundred grand doing God knows what. The the court the athletic directors used to make three hundred grand, and we're happy to get it. By the way, I mean, they never invited those kids to the table. And now they've got borderline anarchy. And you asked a great question, which is, well, what happens if they challenge it? And he's like, well, they better, we better hope they don't challenge it. Yeah, I've just never been really clear on the one time only. I, I, I know, of course, graduate students can, but, you know, I, when, when, when coaches move, it seems like it opens it up. Uh, if there's any kind of probation, it opens it up. Uh, I, it, there just seems to be some exemptions out there to that one-time only rule. Upon our continuance, when we come back, we are going to get some calls in. And then we'll do a quick TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime segment, if we have enough calls. I will ask you, who are you cheering for tomorrow in that game? In the SEC Championship game? Because I can't figure it out. I guess... Perversely, I'm cheering for Alabama. I don't want to say that out loud because I'm cheering for them not to make a playoff. 
And I think it'd be funny if they both got left at home. And I, I guess a lot would depend on how. What time is the ACC game, Bry? Tomorrow. What time does that happen? It's at eight o'clock at night. Oh wow! So the SEC game is before it. Yes. Yes. Wow. It's always okay. in the that afternoon. So that's four inter- o'clock time. I wonder slot. why they do that. I wonder why the SEC doesn't put their game in prime time. That's a little strange, isn't it? Well, they I never have. No, Tony. Except for uh, it, it's it's more standalone when it is than it would be at night. When we beat Auburn in '97, that was at night. When we lost to LSU in 2001, that I was think, at night. I think when they only had the SEC title game and none of the other leagues had it, they had it at night. But since they added all those other leagues, added title games, they pushed us back to four, and well, then put those in prime time. Yeah, go up against each other. Yeah, as they say in Puerto Rican, you batty, 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 into that thing. We'll come back on the other side. It's your Basilio show. It's Friday. And uh, we do have winners and losers presented by our friends at Miller Lite. It's on the way. It's all on the way after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry, your festive gift destination this Christmas. Unwrap the magic with our natural diamond earrings starting at an incredible $99. Yes, you heard it right, $99. Picture the joy of discovering these stunning gems in your stocking. But there's more. Explore our brand new diamond pendants and dazzling stack rings at fantastic prices. Make this season unforgettable with Tillis Jewelry. Come see us on the Columbia Square, where the gift is wrapped with elegance. Tillis Jewelry, making your Christmas sparkle brighter. Happy Holidays. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Alabama, Georgia. 10, 5, touchdown Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football, the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. 
Johnson. It's time to talk to our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing great. We just had a good holiday week, uh, but uh, I know you got some brand new sales coming out right now, so let's hear all about them. Oh, yeah. This week we have chicken drumstick family packs, 99 cents a pound, seedless white grapes, $1.69 a pound, that smart sugar, four-pound bag, two for five, and six-pack Coca-Cola products, three for 12. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, these sales started on the 29th, and they run through December 5th. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. And again, you're open seven days a week right there at Foodland, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So if you guys are looking for some good food, some good deals, go check out the good folks at Foodland. Miles, thank you as always. And now you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Now, that sounds like a cool thing. My friends at Alumni Hall doing that meet and greet out there on on 12.9. That is, uh, I had no idea that Zeta Pooney and Nico were cousins. Did you know that, Bri? I I did not know that. No, I didn't. I didn't at all. But that's cool. And and I said on the air yesterday, for those who don't follow softball, and Bino, you follow it somewhat, this Zeta Pooney, if 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 he's anywhere near the level of player that she is in her sport, he's going to be a very good quarterback here. Because she is a great, and I mean great, softball uh, player. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be, uh, that, that'd be a good level to aspire to. To the phones we go. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. We we're trying to make sense. I'm trying to make sense of who I'm cheering for tomorrow. Brian, do you have you have a side you're cheering for in that one, the Georgia deal? Well, I uh, I kind of think if if I had to cheer for one, I'd maybe not cheer, but just sort of kind of hope Alabama wins because I'm kind of getting tired of Georgia the way I got tired of Alabama I years agree with ago. That. And just for that reason, I'm not thinking about either one making the playoff. I'm just tired of seeing the same team. Going winning all the time, and Kirby, it'd be nice to see something different. Kirby Dumbs just—I'm sick of that guy. No offense, Tom. And I have friends. I have dear friends in town that are beautiful people who are Georgia friend, Georgia fans. And back when they're in their underdog days, I used to, you know, kind of go and you know let them cry on my shoulder a little bit. You are on my nerves now. <laughs> I hope, and, and they're going tomorrow. I hope you all go down there and get your get your hobnail boot shoved right in your face. No offense. Uh, update here: early eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Alcoa leads East Nashville forty-two to seven. Boy, I tell you, that's that's thrilling. State championship game that's, for you. I'm on the edge of my seat for that one. Forty-two to seven. Yeah, it was thirty-five-seven. Jeez, Louise. It's uh, they're, called they're on the down. They're on the Georgia track. Those people have to be bored. How many state championships have they won? It's going to be nine. Is it nine in a row or nine overall? No. I think this is nine in a row. What? What? Oh, so you, you played on that state championship PA. team. You played on that state. So you played on that. I mean, that's the thing that's special in these communities, right? Like 30 years later. You were on the state champ. Oh, you were on... What year did you? It wasn't. I don't remember what. Team. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we're all. That's <laughs> what's special about that. I mean, what do you guys do for an encore? Like, go and play in the regionals? 
uh, the sectionals in the country. Let's go to the phones. No offense, but geez Louise. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, you're on the air. Let's try this again. Hello, welcome in on a Friday. All right, we'll come back to that person. Hello and welcome in. You're live on the air. Hi. How are my French compatriots doing today? Hey, W. Bino, uh, we might be kin through our Cherokee blood a little bit. I don't, I don't think I have any witchery, though, on my mama's side. Do you? <laughs> uh, we're, uh, I thought we were brothers. I was, I was honored. I'll I really tell you was. this. Bino would consider you like a nutty cousin. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> and I do mean nutty. I agree. But he's right about Bobby Majors being a great guy, and he's one of my favorite players of all time. And uh, he has continued the Johnny Majors Memorial Invitational Golf Tournament down there in Ottawa now. It used to be in Crossville. Back in the day. He's, he's continuing that, and that's, that's great for the Majors family. But uh, speaking of who we're pulling for tomorrow, uh, I'm pulling for Alabama because you can look at media guides going back to the 70s, 60s. Second to Tennessee in recruiting has always been the state of Georgia. That's always who we get the most recruits out of. And Ooh, that's I, a good point. I'm pulling for Georgia to lose for that reason. I can't Great stand point. either team. Anything that knocks their moorings out a little bit? Yeah. I thought when they won that first national championship, well... You know, generally, Bino, when you win a natty, it slows you down. Generally, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Not Georgia. Yeah. Not Alabama. They, they're like fronts oh. that when I was a kid, and we'd watch at we, uh, the, the weather, and they would tell you that a front was stalled off the uh, Atlantic coast. That meant you were getting ready up there to get hammered by something. And somehow they've been in a three-year stall job, W. Lynn. They just keep gathering more and more strength. And they keep having drag races and going 100 miles an hour yes. down the road. And, and nothing matters. Nothing you know? sticks I mean, to them. Nothing sticks yeah. to those people. Nothing. Yeah, so that's – I want them to go down a little bit. I wish there would be an all-out brawl and both teams would be dis- disqualified, but that's not going to happen. So That's not a bad that, thought on your part, man. And – I. I hate championship games. I think with the 12-team playoff, we ought to do away with them and expand. But if we're going to continue to have them, I have an idea that you take the next eight teams that are not in championship games and make make them play for each other. Uh, Play each other instead of sitting at home like Ohio State's doing. What do you guys think of that idea? Hey, I, I, I tell you, W. Lynn, I, I thought, I don't know who had it, but whoever came up with that end of the year ACC, SEC challenge in football, that's yeah. a pretty good idea there. But here, here's the matchups you would have this year. If, you, if The teams that are not in championships games, you would have Ohio State playing Arizona. This guy's in crazy cousin mode, Bino. Here we are, crazy cousin mode. Crazy cousin, Missouri, Notre Dame. Penn State would play LSU, and Ole Miss would play Oklahoma. I'd watch every bit of that. That doesn't guarantee anything, but that just makes everybody have to play this final weekend, and then the committee picks 12. I love that crazy cause. Yeah, because I don't like it you're sitting at home and you make the playoffs. You get extra rest. 
that that doesn't make sense. Of course, like I said, I don't like the championship games. I wish they'd go away, but if they're going to have them, you got to make these other teams at least play another game. But, I if, think. but if I may, in the SEC championship game, if you win that game, you're going to get a week's rest while everybody else is playing because you'll be a top four seed. Now I don't know about if that's the case in all the leagues. I no. abhor these championship games anyway. I, I really too. hate them now. I would really hate them in a 12-team playoff because, Bino, they make no sense. That makes All that they, is they a money don't. grab. You know what it's like? It's like these uh, major conferences in basketball playing these conference tourneys at the end of the year. That's just a big money grab. That's all that is. That's all it is. It's all the football championships are the big money grab yep. from everybody. Yep. And uh, speaking of baseball tickets going up. Wow, uh, wow. Since Doug Dickey got here, that's been the model. We, if we do good in any major sport, you raise the ticket price. And what what uh, Goldberg Joe said, two thousand a ticket. If there's thirty eight games, that'd be fifty three dollars a game per ticket. That's of course, a lot that of means cheese. you might have to go, you know, see Elon on a yeah. Wednesday in the rain. Fifty three dollars uh, to see Elon's a lot of cheese. Dub your Lynn. Thank you, brother. Yeah, or in the or in the uh, or the games that uh, Jim Peters is out there for when it's sleeting and snowing, and he's the only guy in the outfield. Yeah, we're not doing that this year. He is. You talk. I know, I know. You talk about a guy that's like hardcore rhymes galore, man. TLD Logistics, Jim Peters, buddy. He woke up all in. So that Doug Dickey started that model, and it's continued. You win, you get your tickets go up. Bino, what was the regular season ticket average this year for a football game? Do you have any idea? Just one ticket. Uh, I, well, I, season tickets where I was with, without uh, without uh, having to give any type of donation uh, were four fifty each. Four hundred fifty dollars each. Okay, well, I, I can do the math later and get back with you on that. But, uh, Please do. I, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at a lot of money, you know. and uh, But, that you know, that's the model Doug Dickey started, and I'm sorry it happens. And You're right, Tony. The people like us, or, well, not you necessarily, but me and my friends, we were over there pulling for them on the flat porch when they didn't have anybody exactly. in the stand. Exactly. You and don't now, get points for that, you know. No, you get no credit. And I appreciate the call. Those people could care less about people that have been going for 20 years. Danny White could literally, he spit in your face if you didn't have enough money. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. Tony, from the time, from the time the TV money came in, where Power 5 sports were and they keep getting closer and closer to professional sports. That's the way it is. It's the, not right, but that's the way it is. But you know what? In professional sports, they don't gouge your fans. This is your ticket price. This is what it is. And you either pay it or you don't. They don't play games with you. They don't say this is your donation. Oh, and by the way, will you pay our athletes? That's the other thing. While we're on the subject, while we're just screwing, tattooing, and barbecuing you, baseball fan. Would you do me a favor and pay for our players, too? Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. They don't gouge you in professional sports? Well, you, just, you know the deal. Like, well, well I, was talking to, I was talking to somebody today who said, Tony, they, they put a little thing at the bottom of my ticket, ticket deal for 2025 where it's 
your tickets are $1,000 each, and then they've got a small print down there, and your donation is another like $4,000, $1,000 per ticket. He's like, why don't they just put that all in the, and I said, well, that's part of the game. That's, you know, that's selling you a personal seat license every year in the NFL. In the NFL, you pay that one time, then you pay for your tickets. I mean, the, the, the pro ticket buyer knows what he's getting into. And in the college thing now, you know, they want you to pay their payroll. Danny White, you pay the payroll. You guys have the money. You pay the freaking payroll. I mean, enough of this. This is like what they're doing in the baseball. And look, I love a new stadium, and I love Tony Valls. I'm all for it. You can't take a ticket price in three years and multiply it by seven. I mean, that's that's immoral almost. Uh, our uh, TLD Logistics overdrive, overtime.